Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Snacks, hosted by Alan Severa. Your choice for condensed fantasy topics of the day that will help you win your fantasy league. So today I want to talk about something that I always try to do in all my drafts. And that is pick some deep sleepers in those last couple rounds. Those deep sleepers are what can catapult you from playoff bound to championship bound. Sometimes it's a little hard to determine who would be good fit for a deep sleeper. But today I'm going to help you pick a one quarterback, one tight end, one running back, and one wide receiver to target at the end of your draft. If you pick at least one of these, it will help you throughout your year. First I want to talk about a quarterback that I'm drafting with my last pick in every draft that I'm going to be in. Now, you might have heard the name from last year. There was a mustache mania. The Minshew mania. Now, thinking about the Jaguars kind of makes you feel sick to your stomach. You feel a little dirty thinking about picking any of their players, unless it's DJ Shark. They're a team that not many people think about when drafting anybody. Especially considering they just dropped Leonard Fournette like hot garbage. But Minshew, before you kind of roll your eyes, let me tell you a few things about him that will change your mind. If you don't end up drafting a Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson, wait till the end of your draft. He's a perfect player to pop in any week. So with Minshew now, as I mentioned, there is no true running back that was behind Leonard Fournette that can do what he does. The only one that really has any name recognition is Chris Thompson, who from his days with the Redskins, or I'm sorry, Washington football team, he was a pass-catching back that was phenomenal if it wasn't for him constantly getting hurt which is a checkpoint for Gardner Minshew. Another check is he has three receivers that I think could be of potential fantasy value. Two of them you've already know about. And DJ Shark, who last year was one of the most efficient wide receivers and a deep ball threat because of who? Gardner Minshew. And then you have Chenault, the rookie wide receiver that's been putting up great reviews in this offseason so far. And then they actually have another rookie wide receiver in Johnson who's like a six foot six, two 225 pounder who will be great for those lead balls. He's one to also keep an eye out. He was actually also the top five running quarterback in the league last year. Think about that. The top five. I mean, he, the one thing about it, too, is there's going to be some positive regression going his way because he had no rushing touchdowns. What top five player in any category doesn't have a touchdown? He will have multiple rushing touchdowns this year. He was also third in the league on deep balls past 20 yards when it comes to accuracy. 
people don't realize how good of a quarterback he was because he was like a six-round pick. He's kind of like Tom Brady in that way. I'm not comparing them. I mean, obviously, one's a Hall of Famer. But to get looked down upon initially, no one thinks you're going to be anything. I mean, let's face it. They're tanking for Trevor right now. But Minshew might have something to say about that. And then last year, they traded for Nick Foles. Basically, they wasted like $20 million on a quarterback who did get the MVP in a Super Bowl. But let's face it, he's really never been that great. So he missed a few games, or I shouldn't say he just didn't play in a few games because of Nick Foles. And he was still had great fantasy relevance. They're going to be playing from behind a lot because they're not going to have a run game. And they don't have any defense to speak of. He's a great last round fantasy value. And at the very least, someone you can pick up off the waivers after the first few weeks. Next, I want to talk about a running back. That's a great last round flyer. And that's Chase Edmonds. There's no backup running back in the league besides the usuals you hear like Kareem Hunt or when you hear J.K. Dobbins. But he's one of those running backs that's a backup that should have potential value to be a top 10 running back. As I mentioned, you know, if Nick Chubb goes down, Kareem Hunt will step up and be a top five running back. You have uh, Alvin Kamara. If he ends up not playing this year, Latavius Murray can jump in and be a top 10 running back. Heck, even if Dalvin Cook gets hurt or doesn't play, Alexander Madison has a chance to be a top 10 running back. Well, the same thing is with Chase Edmonds, except he has less hype. Chase Edmonds is behind Kenyon Drake. Now, let's face it. Kenny Drake had a great second half of the season last year. But he's been trapped with the Dolphins for years. He's not that fresh of a running back, really. Even last year, he was used very sparsely with the Dolphins, but then had that huge career-changing year in the second half with the Cardinals. But here's Chase Edmonds, his third year with the team. He started one game last season, and he broke out. I mean, he just went right out the gates with 120 yards on the ground, three touchdowns, multiple receptions. You can't ask for a better stat line of a backup. And then he happened to get hurt. They did a Kenyon Drake trade, and he was basically took a backseat burner. But this offseason, Kyle Kingsbury, the head coach of the Cardinals, already said that he's starting to play more and more like a starting running back. He has 4.55 speed at the combine, entering his third year. So he should still be in his prime, and I guarantee you his numbers have improved. He's a solid pass catcher. He had 19 receptions, or sorry, 19 targets last year with 12 receptions. He averaged also 5.1 yards a carry. 
you're looking in those late rounds when you see a bunch of running back names that you really don't know who they are. You could take a chance. But if you see Chase Edmonds just staring at you right there, he's a perfect last round running back to get with top 10 potential upside. Next, I want to talk about wide receiver that actually last year was drafted between the 7th and 8th round that everybody was hyping up in the offseason because of the phenomenal talent that he has. Unfortunately, his quarterback got hurt, his head coach got fired, and he had an overall terrible season. And that player is Curtis Samuel. Now I know everybody's like, he couldn't have been that bad. It had to be him because DJ Moore broke out and he didn't even have, the, he had the same team, the same issues. But the thing about it is DJ Moore is more of a PPR within the 10 yard lines caught a wide receiver where Curtis Samuel, he's a deep ball threat. And guess what? The Panthers had the worst deep ball throwers last year. They played Kyle Allen, and they, had, they got so bad, and they were kind of trying to tank, and they put in Will Greer. But the whole Will Greer experiment didn't work out, that's for sure. They had to go back to Kyle Allen. It was a horrible year for the Panthers, and they're definitely in rebuilding stage. And part of that rebuilding process is trading players. So yes, they did look into trading Curtis Samuel. They didn't get offers to what they wanted, so they ended up keeping him. And they did add Robbie Anderson. Well, it sounds like it's really bad of me to say this stuff when I'm trying to tell you you should draft this player, right? But guess what? I'm going to throw you some stats right now that make sense to have him as a late target in this coming year. He actually ranked in the top 10 of all wide receivers and be able to create space, which is a very good for a deep threat like Curtis Samuel. He can get two steps or more ahead of a cornerback like that. Now, in comes Teddy Bridgewater, who may not be the most phenomenal, you know, tiny hands Teddy, throwing that ball down, but guess what? He's a hell of a lot more accurate than what he had last year. Also, Curtis Samuel had over 100 targets last year. But he also had, out of all receivers, he had the least amount of catchable balls. He only caught in the mid-50s of all of his targets. Now I know... This is a huge long shot, and you may scoff at this, but guess what? Curtis Samuel last year had 19 carries. Those 19 carries turned in 130 yards and a rushing touchdown. If McCaffrey gets hurt this year in a game and misses a little bit of time, there is potential that Curtis Samuel could be the running back of the Panthers. I know it's a long shot, 
but he has some pretty good value running the ball. And Matt Rule, he's a very, very sneaky offensive play, offensive coach. Now being the head coach, they should have some pretty good play calling and some pretty good distraction with McCaffrey on the field where Curtis Samuel still gets some carries. And even if he is being shot still, a perfect destination, which may sound silly, the Washington football team. If they traded like a 6th or 7th round pick for him, and he's opposite of Terry McLaurin, there's a lot of potential value for fantasy with Curtis Samuel. Alright, now it's time to talk about tight ends. And my late round sleeper tight end is Dallas Goder of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Dallas might be a little bit different than some of the rest. Because he's the number two with the Eagles right now. And I know everybody says Zach Ertz is just one of the greatest tight ends ever, right? Well, he's on that slow decline. Where Dallas Goddard, even with being the number two tight end, he put up top 12 fantasy numbers. He's that perfect last tight end that you can draft that could help you win your fantasy league. Besides the usual suspects of Kelsey and Kittle, who you have Mark Andrews and maybe Waller, those are the only ones that truly are guaranteed to give you some fantasy value. Dallas Goder getting in one of the last rounds is perfect because even with being the number two, he was still a top tight end when it came to receptions, yards, and touchdowns. Another fun fact is the Philadelphia Eagles run the most two tight end sets in the league at 49%. Let's just, you know, make me sound a little bit smarter and say 50%. How about that? He could end up also taking over Ertz as the number one tight end in a tight end hat passy. And let's face it, he could end up taking it over as the number one tight end in Philadelphia. Because it seems like every year, Philadelphia wide receivers get hurt. Deshaun Jackson was out all of the year last year except for one game. Allison Jeffrey, you never know if he's actually going to play or not. And then they drafted Jalen Rager, who was looking phenomenal in camp. Phenomenal. Hurt. He probably won't even play for the first three or four weeks. Who are they going to pass the ball to? They have Deshaun Jackson for now. They have Zach Ertz for now. Dallas Goddard could wind up being that fantasy value that puts you over the top. Even if you drop or pick up one of the top tight ends early in the draft, pick up Dallas Goddard who was one of your last picks, you're covered, my friend. You are covered in that position. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Fantasy Snacks. Your choice for condensed fantasy topics of the day that will help you win your fantasy league. Now listen, 
that fantasy draft is coming up. And honestly, it's probably the most fun part of the season. Getting the preparation, getting ready, bringing a six-pack or a 12-pack, trying to get your buddies a little bit drunk beforehand, get that little edge up on them. Well, let me tell you, there's four players that I want you to think about in those last rounds of draft. Quarterback, Gardner Minshew. Running back, Chase Edmonds. Wide receiver, Curtis Samuel. And tight end, Dallas Godin. Picking up any one of those guys as your last two round picks, last round pick, whatever it may be, or jumping a little bit earlier, maybe the Dynasty League to get them, could wind up setting you that much more apart from playoff to championship. Thanks again for listening, my friends. If you have any questions about the upcoming draft or any trade questions, Dynasty, best ball, whatever it may be, feel free to hit me up at gofancysnacks at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and have a good day.